Hey y'all, it is the end of the year as I'm recording this and I thought today would be as good a day as any to talk about goal setting and planning for your business. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So like I said, it is currently the end of the year. It is December 2019 as I'm recording this, and I have been doing a lot of um, planning for quarter one. I've got a lot going on in quarter one of 2020, and I started getting some questions in my Facebook group about, well, how do you actually do that? So I thought this would be as good a time as any to talk about goal setting and planning and all of that kind of forward thinking stuff for your business. It doesn't matter what month it is, you can always start implementing this in your business. I think my very first real official formal structured goal setting I like I began this system in like April. (laughs) So it doesn't have to be January, although this is the time of year that a lot of us are thinking about it. So on with the show. What I do for goal setting and what I have done for years now that has worked fairly well, um, really until this year, I had to make some modifications. But generally speaking, what I like to do is set the big picture for, you know, the annual goal. What do I want to do this year? And sometimes that is like stuff I want to make. Sometimes it's stuff I want to do. Sometimes it's a new type of market maybe that I want to get into or a new service I want to offer. Maybe it's an income goal that I want to reach or, um, you know, an info product I want to launch or if I want to get into another course. Whatever it is, I figure out what the big goal is. And then what I do is break it down by uh, quarter. (laughs) So I look at the big goals and I think, okay, so if I'm going to achieve whatever this massive goal is, um, what do I need to be doing each quarter to be working toward that? So what this does is you you kind of establish the big picture and then everything else is going to filter down down to the daily tasks that will move you toward whatever that big picture is. So for you, um, if you are trying to get into freelance writing or you are in it, but you want to improve, your big goal might be an income target or it might be um, like a certain amount of workload, like I want to be booked out 20 hours a week. It might be a specific market or a specific client that you want to start working with or like type of client. It may be a service that you want to be offering You may be, you may decide you want to become the go-to writer for all things case studies or whatever it is, whatever your goal is, um, think about that. So when I was only freelance writing and I wasn't doing a whole lot of more like project-based work in my own business, my goals basically were um, income versus time related. So I wanted to be able to make X number of dollars a year working X number of weeks, sorry, X number of hours a week. Um, And then the income number would grow or the time, the number of hours per week would shrink uh, depending on what was going on. Or in years I was having a baby, it might be something like, I want to make X number of dollars this year and take three months off. (laughs) 
and that kind of thing. So whatever your goal is, you don't have to have a lot. You can have just one if you want. Um, decide what you want that goal to be. And then everything else is going to be kind of filtered through that lens. So you've got your goal. Break it down quarterly. So if you want to be making $50,000 a year, or that'd be what we call a run rate of $50,000 a year by the end of the year, and you're currently you know, making maybe a thousand a month, <laughs> you need to go from making a thousand a month to making approximately 4,000 a month, a little bit more than 4,000 a month per year in uh, like invoices, if you want to hit that 50 number. So if you need to go from one this month to 4k a month in the next year, number one, that's totally doable. Um, and number two, what you want to do then is you know, break it down by quarter. So if I, if I'm at 1k a month this quarter, I want to get to 2k a month by next quarter, 3k a month by the next quarter and 4k a month the quarter after that. Now I will tell you if this is your specific goal, you're going to, as long as you're dedicated, you are going to move faster than that, which is a good thing. Um, but basically I want you to pick your number and then figure out what your quarterly milestones are going to be to move toward that number. Now, once you have your quarterly milestones, you can think about what do I need to do each month to hit this milestone? So um, maybe that's going to be an income target. Maybe it's going to be I need to find one more client this month. Maybe it's going to be, I don't know, it depends on what the goal is. And we'll look at some examples shortly. (laughs) It's hard to talk hypothetically about this. So let me uh, let me go through the framework and then we will talk about some stories. I think that'll be better. Okay, cool. So you have your annual goal, then you break it down by quarters. Sometimes it makes more sense just to break it down by months. Then um, break it down to the week. Each week, you know, if this is my monthly target, what do I need to be doing each? What are my weekly targets? Or what are the things I need to be doing each week? And now these are probably going to become task specific. If it has not gotten task specific by the by the time you hit the month, it will be by the time you hit the week. And then so each week has its main core task that you need to be accomplishing. And then every day, what you do, you make your daily to do list. I think I, I think I've done a podcast about setting your to-do list, like the three things you need to accomplish tomorrow. So the night before you make your to-do list and those three core critical things outside of client work need to be moving you forward towards your monthly goal. So you just, you see how we go from the annual goal down to the daily task list. Now I want to do a few different examples to help you move through this. <laughs> okay. So, um, if you, if your example is, an income goal. First, I want you to think, how much do I need to make each year? Um, Maybe it's more apparent to you. Maybe it's more um, uh, compelling for you if you set a monthly goal and you say, I need to be making $4,000 a month to get out of my job or whatever it is. Maybe it's not annual and you can work just straight off a monthly goal and that is totally fine. Nothing about this is entirely rigid. And if the annual goal is too big, then scale back to the quarterly goal or scale back to a monthly goal. And that is totally, totally fine. I have actually, I mentioned in the beginning, I had to modify this. I had to stop using the annual goals because by the time I would get maybe halfway through the year, I had realized that like the vision that I had six months ago, 
either isn't realistic or I realized I didn't actually want that anymore and I wanted something else or whatever. So now I just do quarterly planning. I don't do annual planning. And maybe I have like a massive target for the year, but I don't break down what I'm going to be doing month by month in January for the whole rest of the year. I'm going to map out what I'm going to be doing in quarter one of January for the whole rest of the year to move me toward whatever my big goal is. So modify this as you're able. If something feels too big, then just chop it down to the next smallest unit and that is fine. There is no goal setting police. (laughs) If you want more structure, I cannot offer you more structure because I don't use more structure. I need a little bit of flexibility. Anyway, so back to the income target. Maybe you have your annual goal or like your run rate. So your run rate is, is if I made the same amount of money every month this year as I do in this specific month, that is your run rate. So your run rate is your current income times 12. So maybe you, you know what your um, target um, you know run rate is. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just know you need X number of dollars. Now, as freelancers, our expenses... As freelance writers specifically, your overhead expenses tend to be fairly low. You may have some monthly fees for like an invoicing software. You probably need to set aside a marketing budget. It makes sense to set aside, sorry, not a marketing budget, a like a training budget. It makes sense to set aside a little bit of money in your budget to buy courses or um, things like that. Maybe you need Maybe you need a paid scheduling service, but for the most part, there's not a ton of money that we need to spend to keep this business running. So um, as you think about what your income goals are, the main thing to consider is um, whether this is, whether the number you're aiming for is before or after taxes. So if you need 50K in pocket, and that is your goal, then you actually need to be aiming for more. So I I like to do an approximate tax rate of 20 to 25%. That tends to be enough. So we'll say 25%. If I need 50K in pocket, 25% of 50K is a little bit over 12. So my real income goal is actually going to be more like 62 to 60. I might round that up to 65,000 or maybe for math's sake, I would round that up to $66,000. I need to bill $66,000 in work this year to be able to pocket 50k after taxes. If you um, just need 50k in your pocket to replace a paycheck or whatever, um, or if you just are doing this because it's something that is fun and it's an experiment you see and the exact dollar number doesn't matter so much, then you don't necessarily have to think about taxes. But but consider whatever your specific circumstance is when you think about your income goals. Make sure that your expenses and make sure that taxes are factored in. And if you need a ballpark, super ballpark tax number is 20 to 25%. Talk to your accountant <laughs> if you want specific advice. Because if you are married filing jointly and your spouse has a W-2 with withholdings and stuff, that may affect things and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, get clear on what your number is and then we're breaking it down to the month. So um, once you know what your monthly income goal is, then you know what your weekly income goal is. Now, a lot of the work that I do is week to week stuff. So the weekly goal makes sense for me. The monthly goal may make more sense. If you find that you are doing a lot more project-based work, 
um, like larger things like case studies or web copy or whatever. And it's not like something that you do that's a blog post where you write a blog post every week for a client. Maybe you do one thing for a client per month. It may make sense only to focus on the monthly goal. But generally speaking, I like to break it down by week. Every week, if I need to make $4,000 this month, then that means that every week I need to do $1,000 worth of billable stuff. Okay, so get clear on how much work you need to be churning out. I don't, I don't like using that word churning out, but I don't really know what else to use. How much work do you need to be doing? Because we're not churning it out. We're doing something high quality, right? This is not, this is not a grinder <laughs> where we're just sort of cranking it out and blah, blah, blah. We are, we are writers and what we do matters. So anyway, I don't want to use that language. What can I say instead? <laughs> um, you need to be doing, you need to be doing $1,000 of billable work every week. Now think about the work that you're doing or the work that you want to do. What does that look like? If that looks like a blog post and you need to be doing, maybe you charge $100 for a blog post and you need to be charging $1,000 a week for your blog post. That means you need 10 blog posts a week to hit your income goal. Now that to me sounds like a lot. It's doable. You could do two a night for five nights a week. It's doable. Um, but let's find things <laughs> that pay you a little bit better, right? So um, if you're looking at that and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do 10 blog posts a week. That's really tough. You have two choices. You can raise your rates or you can offer, um, you can move into a writing service that, uh, that lets you charge more. You can also do both. So if you are currently at 10 cents a word, then you'll need to write 10 blog posts a week to meet your income goal. Um, if that is not feasible for you, or if that sounds miserable to you, that sounds miserable to me. Um, <laughs> maybe it sounds amazing to you, and if so, more power to you. Um, but if that does not sound amazing to you, then you need to start um, raising your rates for blog posts, if that's what you want to keep doing. So then it might look like if you can go up to 15 cents a word, then you only need to write one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven blog posts a week. And that seems more manageable. That still is uh, a lot of work for not a ton of money. Um, when you, when you kind of, when you multiply it out by the whole year, that's seven blog posts a week <laughs> for the whole year. That's a lot of blog posts. Um, you're going to get tired of it. I can assure you I've done that. I got really tired of it. So you can think about, um, other services that you can write. You can think about ways to find blog posts that pay better. And there are ways to write blog posts that pay better. You can move into the B2B niche. You can start writing for, um, marketing agencies. You can, uh, there are there are other things that you can do. So one of your considerations will be, do I need to take better paying clients? Another consideration is, is there better paying writing work out there? And the answer to that is very much yes. But no matter what direction it is, you're, you're clear on what your number is. You need to make $1,000 a week. And then you can figure out what's the best way for me to make my $1,000 a week. And then off you go. So if you've been doing a lot of cold emails and stuff, if you've been actively looking for clients and you have been tracking your efforts, then you have some data to figure out, um, you know, how many pitches do you need to send before you land a gig or how many um, comments you need to leave on Facebook before someone hires you and that sort of thing. Figure out how much of what you've been doing you have to do to get one client and then you know how much of that you need to do to get as many clients as you need to hit your goal. So if you have to send 10 emails to get one blogging client and you need 10 blogs, 
then you know that you need to send 100 more emails <laughs> to get to your 10 blogs, which sounds like a lot, but you could easily do that in a month with some dedication. I mean, and not even that much dedication. That's 25 a week. That's five a day. Can you send five pitches a day? Yeah, it might take you maybe an hour maybe less, maybe more, depending on how efficient you are. Either way, you know what your number is now. You know what you need to be doing. If you don't have any data, if you don't have any clients, if there is nothing that you know to um, to go with to figure out like what your numbers are and what your goals are in terms of uh, like what you need to do to actually get these results, then it's time to start building these systems, trying these things, tracking your efforts, and then you will start to see what leads you to results. And then you know to do more of that. So in other words, what you'll need to be doing is switching, switching your gears and setting your goals for effort. So if you don't know how many emails it takes to land a blogging client, then set a high goal of sending 50 emails this week. And keep sending 50 emails this week until you land a client. And then you can begin to figure out how many emails you have to send to land one client. And then you will know um, really how feasible this plan is <laughs> because you're going to run out of hours in the day, right? But no matter what, you're going to start building data and collecting data. You're going to begin to see what works and what doesn't work. And it's only by doing these this work, by setting these milestones and then actually hitting them, that you're going to be able to find the method that works for you to get your income where you need it to go. So some of these things that you might measure for effort instead of income might be a number of emails sent per week or a number of comments that you leave in like helpful comments you leave in Facebook groups to generate interest in your writing services or a number of contacts that you make on LinkedIn. It could be a number of posts that you publish on your own blog. Um, I would keep this low. I would not do more than one blog post a week on your own personal blog. Um, unless you're really good at marketing them and they give you good leads. In that case, keep doing that. Um, but that is a really easy way to waste time. Um, but it, it can be a good way to practice and to build your experience and to build a portfolio. Okay, so be careful with that. <laughs> um, maybe you're measuring the number of hours that you spend per week actively client hunting. Or maybe you measure the number of hours you week n number of hours you spend each week practicing the craft. If you're not sure how many hours to spend, I recommend taking your work time and splitting it up so that your sixty percent of your work time is marketing, thirty percent of your work time is spent practicing your craft and building your portfolio, and then ten percent is like setting up your business. It's that's tinkering with your website and doing your social media and all that. Like, don't spend a ton of time on that stuff. Spend the bulk of your time proving your skills, and finding clients. Now, as I said before, if you are in growth mode, it may make more sense to focus on quarterly planning. Like if you are just trying to see what's possible, can I even get to 4K a month? Maybe you need to just focus on a quarterly plan. I've been in growth mode this whole year, <laughs> so I've only been doing quarterly planning because yearly planning is too much. You don't know which direction you actually end up growing. So for quarterly planning specifically, I want you to pick one major project that you're going to work on. So this project might be setting up a real website. It might be learning a new skill and breaking into a new market. Um, it might be achieving whatever the next level income goal you have. I want you to pick one thing that feels like it's a major step and only one thing that you will accomplish this quarter. We we really overestimate how much we can get done in a month. So I want you to just try to get one thing done in a quarter and see how much it changes everything for you. 
Okay, so you have your one thing. Then I want you to break that down by milestones per month. Maybe month one is going to be like training and info gathering. Month two is practice and prep. And then month three is actually building and launching. So for those examples, if you want to do a website, give yourself three months to make it happen. Don't plan to do it next week. (laughs) Give yourself three months to be deliberate so that you're not spending too much time on it. And so you're doing it well without any pressure, without any freaking out, and you are still able to have enough time to go and actually find the work. Your website is not a thing that's going to go out and find work. Only you are going to do that. So that's why I want you to give yourself three months to do this. So month one would be um, for the training and info gathering. Month one is like when you decide what you want your website to actually have. Maybe you sketch out some wireframes. Maybe you, you know, this is when you decide I want a portfolio page and I guess I need a nicer picture of me and stuff like that. Month two is when you are actually out there looking for the theme that gives you the kind of design that you see in your head. Maybe you're trying to get the right plugins. If you want a portfolio plugin, you are also drafting the copy in month two. And then month three is when you actually start building the thing, figuring out the technology, um, Maybe you've already bought the domain. If not, this is when you buy the domain and the hosting and it's when you put it all together and get it out there. You see, I mean, that process, a lot of web design projects (laughs) take months, take like six months or so. So giving yourself three months is entirely reasonable and it prevents it from becoming all consuming and from stopping your income producing efforts in their tracks because I don't ever want you to stop looking for clients. Ultimately, you need to be out there looking for clients and this is stuff you do in the background. Now, if your goal is to break into a new industry, I applaud you. If you want to offer a new skill or a new service, month 1 for the like the training and the info gathering, that's when you decide Uh, the direction you want to go. That's when you buy the course, you join the program, you get the book. Um, You are also going to start working through the material once you have decided this. So like if you're like, I really need to, I can't do 10 blog posts a week. (laughs) I need to do something that can give me $1,000 a week and not take you know, in half the time. So then you begin to think, you begin to look for information on what are some writing projects that I can do that have that kind of money? And you you take maybe a week or two and find them out. I have lists of, of other writing gigs on my blog that you can look for. You can post in my Facebook group and ask questions. Um, anything like that. Do some info gathering and then pick a direction for goodness sakes. Don't hem and haw and wonder and think and ask and sit on it and stew for like six weeks. Don't do that. Just pick something. Pick the thing that looks right. Enroll in, maybe read some samples uh, to see if this is something that you think you could do. And then after you've been researching for maybe two weeks, then buy the program, buy, you know, enroll in the course, get the book on Amazon. These books that teach you really well how to do this stuff usually don't cost more than about 20 bucks. Get the book on Amazon, start reading it. Month two is when you are going to be continuing through whatever material you have acquired. You are going to be working on your samples or just one, if it's a bigger project, maybe you just need one sample. Um, You are going to be updating your profile, maybe tweaking the copy on your website. And the other thing is start developing your contacts. Find people who do this service already and get in touch with them and say, hey, I'm new. I just joined this program. I'm practicing. I've I've read samples of your work. I think you're amazing. Um, 
just uh, just wanted to give you a high five, right? I would not ask anything of these people. Um, I would find a reason to thank them and say you're new and that's all and see what they say. Okay, so then month three, you, you should have at least one portfolio piece working or ready. You should have a few contacts in the industry already. Maybe some of them have responded very kindly to you and are offering you input and advice. Um, otherwise, you have this training that ideally shows you how to start finding clients and whatnot, and you have readied yourself, and now you're going to spend this whole month focusing on landing just your first one. Just your first one. And maybe it goes really well and you land more. But your goal for the for month three is to find your first client in this market and then you have broken in. Okay, so that is what planning looks like. We only looked at a few examples. I know everyone's business is different. The main thing I want you to do is think about the money you need coming in, the time you have to make it happen, and then breaking it down so that it is manageable and so that it's measurable. So you're measuring dollars in and dollars out, or you're measuring numbers of emails sent, or you're measuring specific outreach efforts or um, something like that. So if you have any questions about how to do goal setting and planning for your own business, the best thing that I can recommend that you do, at least if you're in my universe, is to come into the Facebook group and let's talk about it. So post what your goals are, post, you know, ask a question about where you're stuck or where you're not clear or like, this is my goal, but I'm not sure how to break it down. Any of that stuff, come, let's talk about it in the Facebook group. That's the best way to reach me right now. Um, You can find us on Facebook by searching the Inkwell Guild. I have Inkwell as two words. Um, You'll find us that way. Or you can go to ashleygainer.com slash Facebook and that'll take you straight to us. All right, I will see y'all on the inside and I hope you have a great planning session and a fantastic year. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm gonna tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new (laughs) freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.